coming up on this episode of Sports Over Marcel. Headlines, and we jump into the NBA playoffs, and was Kyrie Irving wrong for his actions in Game 1 in Boston? As NHL season winding down, could this year's Stanley Cup playoff be one of the toughest we've seen in history? Best and worst, and who has early, who's having early success this early MLB season? And what's going on with New York Yankees pitcher Garrett Cole? This day in sports history and more. Right now on Sports Talk with Marcel. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of Sports Talk with me, Marcel. Um, today is episode 79 on this wonderful Thursday, April the 21st, 2022. Hope you guys are having a tremendous day. As we get into some more, some very, very good, good sports week. Uh, we have NHL. Their season is winding down. And we're going to, we're going to, um, will this be the toughest year to basically hold a horse to Stanley Cup? It's definitely seemed like it if it's from the standpoint of the if you especially teams battling in the Eastern Conference of the the, the conference Eastern Conference, uh, we're gonna get into that and of course we're gonna get into NBA playoffs. Very some games not so much really entertaining, but majority of some majority of the games in particular, the Boston, Brooklyn, and Chicago. Um, Chicago and Milwaukee game, very interesting games off top, off back, if you ask me. And of course, Phoenix and New Orleans. We cannot dis, um, we cannot um, discredit that series. Uh, but we have um, that, and of course, this day in sports history, along with best and worst. But we're going to start off with some unbelievable, terrible. News coming out of the soccer world. Um, fans at Tuesday's Premier League match between Liverpool and Manchester United honor Cristiano Ronaldo following the death of the player's newborn son. Ronaldo and his partner Georgia Georgia um, Gina um, uh, Rodriguez announced on social media. On Monday, that one of their newborn twins had died. Manchester United confirmed that the Ronaldo would not travel to face Liverpool on Tuesday evening. A statement read: "Family is more important than everything, and Ronaldo is supporting his loved ones at this um, difficult time." During the match at Anfield, fans applauded in the seventh minute of the game, consoling. With Ronaldo's number seven jersey, with "You'll Never Walk Alone," ringing among the crowd, very unfortunate situation. This guy is just such a big, big, big star over there, especially over there, big star in the world to be exact. Um, lost his um, twin boy, and very, very unfortunate. Want to send the condolences and thoughts and prayers with that family. Um, I've never lost a son. 
and I'm sure anybody have, um, is very a uh, tough, tough thing to deal with. Very, very tough, and I just wish him and his family um, the best. We all thinking about you, and we all praying for you, sending our you know thoughts to on that family um, through this difficult, difficult time. I saw the video, and it was very, it was very touching, very, very touching. When you think about all the, you know, the things he have done for that organization. It was a it was a very emotional moment, very emotional moment. I'm sure each of those players that played on that field and the fans that was in attendance won't forget that day. And it was a very, very overwhelming um, love he said he had given from the sports world, from um, just fans all over the world. And I'm sure he would definitely. He definitely needs that kind of love right now as he go through this difficult time. So to Renato and his family, we send our love and prayers continuously for you uh, for your loss of your um, twin um, baby boy. And we all wishing him um, great strength and courage through this difficult, difficult time. Moving on to some unbe another unbelievable story. As we all was watching NBA playoff last night, Jay Wright, Villanova coach, came out um, and retired um, yesterday after 21 seasons. A quiet Wednesday night in mid-April got very loud and quite a hurry within the world of college basketball. As Villanova men's coach Jay Wright stunned the um, industry via word of his um, retirement after 21 years. 520 wins, two national championships, and four Final Fours on Philadelphia mainline. Wright stepped down just 18 days after leading the Wildcats in their Final Four loss to, eventually, national champs Kansas and New Orleans. While the world awaits word from Wright, ESPN College basketball team, of Myron uh, Metcalf, Jeff Bonazzolo, and uh, John Gasway, and Joe um, Lenardo um, weighed in on Wright's accomplishments, where the shock factor of his retirement ranks in college hoops history. And what's next for a storied Villanova program set to turn the reins over to Eggs Villanova system and Forham head coach, Cal Neptune. Very, very unshocking. I actually was picking them to win the title after they, 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 um, a tremendous run this year in the, in the, um, tournament. But it, it was very a straight shock to me. But then again, you think about it like, you know, 21 years. Hey, 520 wins. Hey, he, one of the, probably the best, probably top five, top 10 coaches in basketball history, you know? Um, he definitely had a tremendous season. I, I promise you, I did not expect that team to really do that much in the tournament. And it was very, it was very, it was very satisfying to him. It felt like I feel like he had a couple couple um, weeks to sit and think and um, um, make his decision. Then and he was decided to retire. 
He's still um, going to be inside the organization. I believe he's going to be some kind of assistant to the president of the um, basketball um, of Villanova, um, the basketball program. But he's still going to be somewhere in the building. So it ain't like he's leaving for good or he's just not being a, he's just not the head coach anymore. But I feel like his presence will feel. You know, we'll we'll feel needed and will be needed. Um, so tremendous, tremendous congrats to Jay Wright, a, a tremendous coach, um, very tremendous coach. Um, wishing him the very best in his um, next position. To some news that I kind of wasn't expecting, but then again, if you pay attention to NFL. Um, you would know this was coming, especially after the NFC Championship game. Debo Samuels, for the past few months, San Francisco 49ers have repeatedly said they would like to keep wide receiver Debo Samuels for a long time. Well, on Wednesday, it became clear that Samuel and the Niners don't quite see things the same way. Samuel, who is entering the final year of his rookie contract, told ESPN Jeff Darlington, that he has asked the 49ers to trade him. Samuel de- declined to offer any um, any reasons for requesting the trade by knowledge, knowledge that he has informed the team of his desire to leave. That comes on the heels of what has become an increasingly turbulent relationship between the two sides following Samuel's breakout 2021 season. In recent weeks, Samuel has scrubbed any mention of the 49ers from an Instagram account, unfollowed the teams, and removed most photos of him in the team's uniform from the platform. Again, that's one thing I really don't like. It's really kind of, you know, kind of like it's really not necessary, kind of stupid to me if you ask me. The 49ers, the photos, I understand removing them from the Instagram account, but the photos, like, you know, it's really don't do much. I guess it's some kind of like a bad kind of breakup. So the fact that he removed photos, you know, they all NFL players, especially the stars, they do these kind of things, and it's and it's crazy. It really crazy to me. Athletes, athletes, um, athletes in general, they do stuff like this, and I feel like it's not necessary because you know photos gonna live forever you know somebody besides you probably had a photo you deleted so it just really don't make sense to me it's just kind of stupid but but again that's deep both time that's nfl players nba players whatever you want to call it they do they do it's just when it just don't make sense to me what's the point anyway but if you ask me i know why he i know why i i, I promise you is a big reason, and people will say money, but they, it was told to him. I believe it was told to him, or they was just putting a report out there for it to be known that they was going to pay him if he only came to talk to us. They was going to give him whatever he wanted, and that's very understandable. Clear, it was it was something said to him probably this season or off season that made him tick. Because if we all saw his emotions um, that um, NFC Championship when um, Odell Beckham came over there hugging him and he was just really hurt. 
by he was really hurt. He was really hurt after that loss. But if you ask me, I think probably one of the main reasons because he liked Jimmy G. Jimmy G. I really think he liked Jimmy Garoppolo. I just think he liked him. I think he'd be he have done big seasons with him. So why you want to turn the the hems over to a, a, a two year quarterback? And we have like I said, Trey Young, Trey Lance might be what he is. But I just feel like it's just too early for us to see that. I really, I really do think so. I just think it's too early for us to see that. I don't think he's gonna be pretty much nothing compared to Jimmy G leading your team to two NFC championships and a Super Bowl. On top of that, now being at the point where he haven't lost to the Green Bay Packers in a blood postseason, I just don't know what San Francisco 49ers head up, but. It's not Jimmy G that's costing those games. Yeah, he might cost a, um, the NFC Championship, but he got you there. Him by his play alone. He got you through Dallas Cowboys. He got you through the Super Bowl that year. He did have a good game in the Super Bowl, but one or two plays difference could have made San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl champs that year. So why would you want to get rid of that? I just, I just, I, I, I just don't understand this. This organ, these comp, these owners are, and I understand they are in a quick. Um, they are in a win now mindset, and that's okay and that's fair. But you cannot expect a two-year quarterback to give you what your quarterback you want to trade so badly. Was they having a hard time trading? By the way. I'm just I just don't see that working out. I, I if I was Debo, I would have been said I'm, I want I don't want this because you got to look at it. You have the Rams who's defend the champs. You have the Cardinals who is kind of somewhat coming coming um coming up them coming becoming more of a team where they could be contend for not only just the division but the Super Bowl. And of course, you had to see how the Seahawks, who was not that good without Russell Wilson, but they can really, you know, win a couple key games and cost you a spot in the playoff. It could just be anything. It could be anything. I just, I am not a fan of them wanting to trade Jimmy G. And I think Debo Samuel saw that and he just said, you know what? I want out too. You trying to get rid of him? I want out. I don't care how much money, and, it, and it's sad the fact that he won out, and they and they already made up their mind they was gonna pay him. So I would kind of want out too. It's kind of not a good fit to me personally. The fact that he would be without Jimmy G, I don't think that's a good fit with him and Trey. I don't think Trey um, lands up to par as that he ready to take that spot because he really didn't earn it. If you ask me. What he showed us in college, that don't, that, that, that didn't, he, he didn't prove nothing to me. He really didn't. He really have it. They looking at the potential. Yeah, I understand. Put him out there and see what he can do. But it's too early to for us to say. Can he be Jimmy G? Can he be like Jimmy G? That's a question we will never. The only person know is him. NBA playoffs, man. We have some tremendous playoff games last night. Well, two to be exact. Uh, well, well, I would say all three. Um, 
Yeah. It was it was pretty much it, it had been really a, a um up and down playoff. Up and down playoff. But we saw game two last night between the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets. Man, this Brooklyn Nets team is really disappointing me. I know I came on the show last week and I guaranteed a win a win they're gonna win this series. And and I wanna really I'm, I I I feel like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, I just feel like they not taking this personal enough. I really don't. When you have this team, this team, now they, we all know they're not good defensively. We all know if you if you can slow down one person, the other person can be able to do it by itself. But they not taking it personal. I just don't see them taking it personal. I've seen interviews of them at practice the other day. I believe it was yesterday or today. Um, I believe it was earlier yesterday morning. I've seen the, the Kevin Durant playoff interview. They, I don't feel like they're taking it personal. If you shoot from now for 24 game one, I'm taking it personal. Because now, you did say last season... I believe it was a couple seasons ago. You know who you are. We know who you are. Well, these last two games, I don't know who the hell you is. I ain't going to lie to you. I don't know who the hell you is. And I heard, I seen a a post on um, Instagram or Facebook, one of these social media sites, saying that you are the Kevin Durant of the Oklahoma City days when you had Golden State up 3-1. to one. And then that... I think that seventh, the sixth game, you was missing just like you missing in game one and and and, and got last night in game two, four of seventeen, last night. Jaden Brown had probably been the best player in this in this in this game, and I don't say I don't I don't take enough of Jason um, Tatum, nineteen point, but Jalen Brown, I think he have been him and uh, Marcus Smart have been the really the the go getters. In this series so far, Jalen Brown twenty twenty points came out that came out that um they came out they came in that, off that bench in that fourth quarter, and they didn't look back. I'm talking about at this point the game was winnable for Brooklyn. I believe they had them up by seven or eight, um going into the fourth or somewhere in the fourth, and as time tick tick tick, I just felt like. I don't think Brooklyn gonna be. I don't think Brooklyn gonna be able to hold this league and win it. Kyrie Irving ten points ain't gonna do it. Speaking of Kyrie Irving, he got fined fifty thousand dollars for throwing up the middle finger. I never in my life thought you would get fined for fifty for fifty thousand dollars for sticking up your middle fingers. But he did it on more than one occasion. But come on, now what they did twenty five twenty five thousand for each time he did it. Come on, that was just ridiculous. That's just that's part of the game, man. Let that go. Cause if the fans did it, then what? They not gonna get kicked out. Come on, man. That's just that's just nonsense. It was kind of ridiculous. I don't think he was wrong at all. It was it was the heat of the moment. You know, when players when the players and fans engage into those kind of um conversations, you know, you know, foul language and you know, you know, the excessive of, you know, explicit of words, you let it go. 
long as it don't get physical, I don't believe somebody should be getting fined for what they do. Now, that's just ridiculous right there. But like I said, Kyrie Irving had 10 points. Kevin Durant had 17, 27 points. That's not going to, that's, you, 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 sometimes you're not going to be some of the worst things with that. It was just, I, I just couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe that Brooklyn let this game slip away. And they let game one slip away. Right at their hands last Sunday, this past Sunday. Very, very, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling defeated. I really am. But if Brooklyn can get these two at home, I think we back to square one. Because I still, I still think if Brooklyn, if Brooklyn get these two at home, I think they'll get them in seven. I just feel it. I just think they need to take it a little bit more personal. Because this defense is no joke, man. You have Al Horford. You have Mark Smart. You have, who, by the way, one of the defensive player of the year. It's surprising to me. It's really surprising to me. I thought they were going to give it to uh, Malik Bridges. I really did. Even though I wanted Giannis to be, because I know he ain't getting MVPs. You have to give him some. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I want Giannis to get it just because he wasn't getting MVP. But they might, they're going to, I really. I really was sure that they was gonna give it to Malik Bridges. I really was, but um, like I said, man, Kevin Durant and Kyrie, man, they got to take a little bit more personal these next three, four games, however games, because you have a team that's really not beating you with they stars like you guys are. They, they even though they're not on that level of championship kind of um championship um caliber individually. There's no way you should have Jalen Brown and um, Jason Tatum shooting the way they shooting and they find a way to win. It, it, it's ridiculous. I, I couldn't believe it. Philadelphia go up 3-0 on the Toronto Raptors. It's, it's over for Toronto, man. It is over for it was over for Toronto Raptors. I did see highlights from this game. I I, I, I didn't watch the full game because. This is the most uninterested series to me, in my personal opinion. I just don't care about it because we don't see the James Harden we used to. I don't think we ever gonna see it because I'll tell you right now, if Philly when they when they gonna come out this series, you know who they play next. Who is the was who is, will be waiting for them is the Miami Heat. And if James Harden don't show up, nineteen points, fourteen, whatever. If you ain't dropping thirty or forty a game or at least percentage or at least a um, couple games out of that series and you and you you don't get out of that series, man. You gotta start questioning that trade, man. You gotta start questioning what's that trade, man. James Harden got fouled out last night. I've never I, I, I don't I just don't understand how do starters get fouled out of your caliber. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't even remember the last time. I, I don't even think I ever seen him found out. Yeah, we saw it last night, though. We saw it last night. And he wasn't even a big factor. If you ask me, it was Joe LMB, 33 points, 13 rebounds. Hit the game winner, three-pointer, 104 to 101. The first couple of times they had a chance to win, they hit the man way, way by the um, half-court line. Doc, Doc, um, Doc Rivers got to drop some better plays when you have the last ball, ball at the last second. You don't drop no plays like that. You getting the ball at the top of the key. You just making it harder for your big guy to even draw something. 
that be he could have drew up something, drew a foul at the at the at the um at the hole, or he should have um picked it out, um passed it out to one of the um, guards or somebody for open shot, game winner, hopefully. But I don't think I don't think Doc Rivers is is calling the right plays at the last second. Thank God he called that timeout when he was because it was a little. I think it was close to a little bit under two seconds if he wouldn't rush down towards that um, to the other half of the field or the court. But Philly is over for Toronto, man. It's just very over for Toronto. I really thought Toronto would be able to make this series competitive, but man, they just getting outplayed. And you can you can say who who's not playing or who's playing, but. When it comes down to it, man, it's the next man up. Now we all know that. Um, but Toronto had a good season, but it looked like it might come to an end probably by sweep. The Chicago Bulls go to Milwaukee and tie up the series one on one as they defeat the Milwaukee Bucks, defense champs one fourteen to one ten. The mother wrote had a career night, playoff career high fourteen forty one points. Straight unstoppable, man. Straight unstoppable, man. But it seemed like Milwaukee could be in trouble because they did lose two of their starters. Or, uh, of course, um, Bobby Porter's at some point was a starter while, you know, Brooke Lopez was out. But um, he got hit in the eye. It was kind of pretty bad. Um, he didn't return. And Chris uh, Middleton, when he started heating up in that third quarter, he left, I believe, the begin the beginning of the fourth with a um bruise. I think it was a bruised knee or some bruise, some kind of knee knee injury. And it's not looking good. If he cannot play in game three or four or even one, Bulls are gonna take advantage of this. And I don't think they can really afford to lose anybody because when I seen this game, and I seen this game, the full game. And I must say this, as much as everybody and I, myself, see Milwaukee winning this series, I think I might have to reverse my reverse that because I can really honestly see the Bulls winning this series, and maybe six or seven, if they're able to contain Giannis. Just like he had a production night last night with 30, I believe 33 points, but it was in a losing effort. So this just goes to show you he can have a big game and the Bulls still can beat him. Because Giannis is not the only one that needs to score. It's Holiday and Middleton. And some of them blew Lopez. Lopez and um um Holiday, I believe I said Holiday already. Holiday, Lopez, and Portis. And some of them guys, that's um, Wesley Matthews is, is a tremendous player, man. It's, I've been a fan of him since the the Portland Trailblazers days. I've This dude is a tremendous, tremendous player, man. Lakers should have never let him go and join a team like that, man. That was just a, a, a crazy, crazy way to let somebody go up that caliber. Veteran, veteran leadership, you definitely would need that in locker rooms nowadays. But he played a tremendous game, but... Losing Chris Middleton for maybe a game or two can really hurt Milwaukee, and I think Bulls can take advantage of that. Um, they can really beat this team, man. They build that wall before he gets started and going to the hole, 
It was a lot of calls. It was a lot of fouls called. He he a straight beast, and we all know that. If you if just like my man GA said, Greg Anthony, who called the game, him and my boy Gus Johnson, tremendous tremendous commentators, they called the game, and GA continuously said, if the Bulls, you have to start making your um wall before Giannis get going to that second gear, and the Bulls didn't do that majority of the time, man. He was either getting draw fouls or getting a rebound, offensive rebound, or, you know, passing out for a shoot. You cannot let him beat you. As we saw last night, he wasn't the reason. He wasn't, he was, but he wasn't the reason they won. I mean, they lost. But if he is contained, Bulls can definitely win the series. They can definitely win this series. Tonight's games. Um, game threes tonight. We have Minnesota and Memphis tied at one on one. Memphis did come back and win that second game in a in a in a, in a um a dominating fashion. But this should be this is a very interesting series. I, I really don't even know. I don't I really don't know. I I picked Memphis to win, but it seemed like Minnesota can can really stun this stun the world if they grab one or if they if they take two of these they can win this in six but i think memphis is just i just think they took them for granted in that game one even though they said they want all the smoke and stuff like that i just really think they took that for granted so i think memphis is going to come out and you know real i think memphis is really going to come out um Shooting on all cylinders, you know, hitting on all cylinders can come out, you know, with with a, with a lot of energy, um, get that fast break going, and they're gonna be tough to beat, man. Memphis is a tough team, man. They're not number two seed for nothing. Um, another game three, um, Luka Doncic may be returning for game three against the Utah Jazz, and the Utah Jazz, man, they have they wet the bed last the game two, man. They wet the bed. There's no way. There's no way in here you have um, Bronson go off for 41 without Luka and y'all lose. Utah Jazz, I don't know what it is since the 90 days. It just seemed like they just cannot get over that hump. They can't. With the Darren Williams, um, uh, with the Darren Williams, um, Utah Jazz, him and AK and all of that good team, those good teams over there. It seemed like they just couldn't get over the hump then. And now with um, Devin Mitchell, um, I just don't know. I just don't know what to say, man. I really don't. Utah Jazz, there's no way you should have lost game two without with, with Dallas being without Luka. You have that was a game that you needed. If not, if if you won game one. And you knew Luka wasn't playing in game two. There was no way you were supposed to lose that game. And I really feel like they lost the series already. Because Luka going to come back and, man, we know what he can do. We know what he can do. And again, another game three, which is kind of kind of scary. Not, not, not scary as far as the series. Golden State and Denver, and Golden State is up 2-0, but Golden State showed me something, and, I, and I've been having flashbacks ever since. 
Game two the other night, they showed me that they are a dangerous team, man. They get hot, and they get that crowd into it. They are tough to beat, man. They are tough to beat. I'm just, I'm just, I, I just, I just cannot wait to West Conference. I cannot wait to West Conference. If it's Phoenix and, um, if it's Phoenix and Golden State, man, that'll probably be one of the best game, um, series in NBA in a long time. Because those two teams are something. But that's game three for tonight. Game three for tomorrow night. We are Miami and Atlanta. Uh, Miami Atlanta. They are in Atlanta. As Miami go 2-0. I believe Atlanta going to get swept. I think without Clint Capella, they have no chance. You know, Collins came back game two. Really didn't do much because, you know, when you out that long, you really don't pick up eight right away. You just don't. And, of course, another game three will be back with the, at the serious um, shift to Chicago. The Milwaukee Bucks is in Chicago to play the Bulls in game three. And Phoenix in game um, three is in New Orleans. That could be a tough, tough game three for Phoenix simply because Devin Booker will not be playing game three or four. And, of course, game three and four is in New Orleans. If New Orleans can try to, man, this can, I'm getting kind of worried because Brandon Ingram, I've seen, I've seen him in game two, the way he played and the way he, he demand, man the ball. And he, he, I think he was, he was playing on a, a sprained ankle or uh, some kind of um ankle hurt. Something, something was wrong with his ankle. You could just basically tell he was limping up and down the field that whole third or fourth quarter, majority of that third or fourth quarter. But, I've seen, I saw him go off in that fourth quarter. And only thing I could think about is you know who. I'm not going to say it. Man, was they wrong for trading him. Man, only if they knew what they had, man. Only if they knew what they had. You guys know who I'm talking about. Um, We're going to do it a little different this episode. Instead of going over to Sports Talk with Marcel, I mean, not sports talk, Marcel. Um, sports history. I'm gonna do a straight um, here um, with sports history. In 1964, Pittsburgh Pirates and the Chicago Cubs combined for a total of nine runs, but the Pirates came out with the win, eight to five. In 1982, Atlanta Braves went win a 13 straight game. In 1996, the Chicago Bulls win an NBA record of 72 games and finished the season 72 and 10. And of course, I was present at the um, um, guaranteed rate field 2012. Chicago White Sox pitcher Philip um, Philip Humber pitches 21st MLB perfect game against the Seattle Mariners. That was this day in sports history. NHL. The Dallas, Dallas Stars defeat the Edmonton Oilers last night, five to two. Chicago Blackhawks um, defeat the um, Arizona Coyotes, four to three, and the Colorado Avalanche um, lose to a close game against the Seattle Kraken. Tonight's games is the Detroit um, and the Florida 
Um, Detroit Red Wings and the Florida Panthers, Buffalo um, Sabres and the New Jersey Devils, the Boston Bruins and the Pittsburgh um, Pittsburgh um, Penguins play tonight, and the Winnipeg Jets in Carolina as the Philadelphia Flyers head to um, top of the border to play the Mont uh, Montreal Canadiens. New York Islanders and the New York Rangers headed uh, at it tonight. The Toronto um, Toronto Maple Leafs visited the defending Stanley Cup champ Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Vancouver Canucks are in Minnesota to play the Flame. And Chicago is in California to play the LA Kings, and St. Louis also in California to play the San Jose Sharks. Tomorrow night games, only four games as we wind down to Stanley Cup playoffs. The Ottawa um, Senators are in um, Columbus, Ohio to play the Columbus Blue Jackets. Seattle Kraken is in Minnesota to play the Wild. And Colorado Avalanche is in Edmonton with the Oilers. And Washington travel west to Arizona to play the Coyotes. Now, this has been a very, a very inter interesting season in NHL. The teams have clinched so far of the of the West. Only four teams so far of the West have clinched. Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis, and Calgary. Out of the West, I really feel like Colorado is on another different level right now. They do have the best record, in the, I believe, in the NHL. They are on another level right now. I believe that game that... um. That series they lost last year against the, um, I think it was the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I believe they're a different team this year. I really, I really believe it would be them. And coming out of the East, I think it'll be probably Toronto or Florida, um, two teams that's really been playing, um, playing so 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 hard and so tough to beat. Florida have clinched. Toronto, Tampa, the champs. Boston. Um, Carolina, New York Rangers, Pittsburgh, and Washington. The East have always been the toughest, the tougher division uh, for the last couple of years before the West was, because I know for sure the West was when the Blackhawks was fighting the the, um, the um, Rangers. That one of the divisions was that one of they they that's when the, the conference was like you know you know they switched it to east and west and stuff like that they made it basically like two divisions and stuff like that and so um back then the west was so competitive we had the black Hawks, you had the vancouver canucks you had the ducks um you had san jose sharks you had the kings it was just such such competitive teams had always the blues was in there you always had the blues minnesota was a tough out um, Calvary, man, it was just such good teams back in the, um, about a decade ago from the West. Um, that's what it was. But if I had to pick, um, I said they're going to be Calvary in Toronto. I believe Toronto, I believe Calvary, I mean, um, not Calvary, um, Colorado. And I believe we're going to be, um, Colorado and Toronto. I believe Toronto is a good team and they city has been really begging and deserving of a Stanley Cup, but I will give it to the car. I really believe the Colorado Avalanche will be this year's Stanley Cup champs. Over to MLB news. Not MLB news, but MLB um yesterday. 
Uh, Pittsburgh lose to Milwaukee four to one, and the the um, Chicago White Sox get they get hammered yesterday. And I believe Ramirez hit two grand slams, the first uh, I believe the first or second player to do that. I believe it was the first player to do that in April. Um, Eleven to one against the White Sox. Wow, the Philadelphia Phillies take care of the Colorado Rockies nine to six. The Atlanta Do- Atlanta Braves. Um, lose to the LA Dodgers five to one. The Cincinnati Reds lose a shutout to the San Diego Padres, and Chicago White Sox lose again in a doubleheader against the uh, Cleveland Guardians two to one. I just get, I just, I just cannot get used to it. I can't. Cleveland Guardians sounds so weird. The Baltimore Orioles shut out the Oakland A's one to zero. And um, Tampa Bay Rays take care of the Chicago Cubs, 8-2. The LA Angels, shout out the Houston Astros, 6-0. I don't believe the Houston Astros would be the team that really, um, they are really being, um, not of themselves. I don't know what it is. They still have a two-bay, two, a two-bay. They can score one run against the um, A's, I mean um, Angels, I believe. So, um, Sohan Shahani had a um, no hit going before, of course, Houston broke it up. The New York Yankees and the Detroit Tigers. New York Yankees pull out the the win, five to three. The Arizona um, Diamondbacks take care of the Washington Nationals, eleven to two. The San Francisco um, Giants was in New York to take on the Mets. They take care of W five to two. Six, six to to one as the Toronto Blue Jays take care of Boston Red Sox. Toronto Blue Jays are looking like a tough team. Man, they can definitely hit that bat, hit those bat. I tell you right now, my MVP right now, AL MVP is Vladimir Guerrero. This dude probably hit like fifty or sixty home runs. Um. Minnesota lose lose to Kansas City Royals two to zero, two to four as the Seattle Mariners take care of the Texans and St. Louis shut out the Miami um, Marlins, um, two to zero. All these games will be played once again tomorrow. Some games, some teams uh, will be moving on to a new um, set like the Milwaukee Brewers and the Philadelphia. Padres tomorrow, and they start their three game set. Now to Mr. Derek um, Garrett Cole of the New York Yankees uh, pitcher. He has been having a horrible start to this season. I guess he was kind of didn't really believe the lockout would be a lockout, and so be locked out for for just that short of a time. But Gary Cole have been having the last three starts, probably the worst of his career. ERA over 500. Each start, eight runs allowed this season already. Seven walks, and he have no wins. He did play his shortest in it, shortest career start this week against the Detroit Tigers out of all teams. One and a half, one and a half innings. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is with him. I really think I, I knew if when he did it, he made a mistake going to the Yankees, man. You try to you try, you try to go to a competitor, and I understand you try to get some money and everything, but man, you gotta understand. 
if that money situation and baseball is probably the one sport that I see trades so much. I really that that is a tough league to play in. If you is like a a good like you, you could be a caliber player like Gary Cole, but once they start seeing that the numbers the um decline and you they pay you all that money, they will trade you in a, a drop of a dime, man. That's just how it is the MLB, man. They will trade you. You see how they traded um um who who they traded with big um many um um what's his name um many. Oh, Manny, you know Manny. San Diego Padres. I, I keep forgetting his last name. They traded Manny, um, him. At some point, they felt to trade Mike, Mike Trout because, man, he's producing, but they ain't winning. <laughs> they not winning. It's just not. Um, like I said, man, it's just some of these, some of these um, teams. It's just, um, yeah, Chris Bryant, Jose, um, Jose, um, the 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 Cubs um, players they traded some of them, I believe last season or a year before. Hey man, sometimes it ain't even about the money. Well, I, I guess it is if you paying them certain paying certain players certain amount of money. It comes to the money at some point. So that's exactly what it is, man. That's exactly what it is. Um, and so some teams. Some teams, they can tolerate that, but some teams just can't. You know, like of course, like the Yankees, um, the Yankees, the Angels, the Astros, the um, Cubs. Especially if you're trying to win now situation, you're trying to win now situation. There's some teams are in a um, win now, just like the New York Yankees. They haven't won a World Series since 2009. Probably the longest in their history of being exist. So it's kind of tough. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get out of here, we're going to go over the best and worst of the week. The worst thing I've seen, it was kind of laughable to me, but it was kind of sad, sad, sad. The USFL Pittsburgh um, Pittsburgh player, he got cut from the team because he ordered a pizza instead of a chicken salad. <laughs> a chicken salad, man. You talk about embarrassment. And there's a video out there. Um, I didn't see mine. I saw half of it, but I'm, I'm about to go watch it in the fruit. When I soon I get done with this, I guarantee. Um, the best thing I've seen um, after 39 years, Pat Foley. Um, calls his last Blackhawks game, um, last um, game as a Blackhawks broadcaster. I uh, I really remember hearing his voice over the um um. This now is this um I believe it's the Marquee Network or something like that, but it used to be um C C S E N something like that. Um, Chicago channels, um, sport channels, and he would definitely be missed, man. The dude had a tremendous voice, especially when every time that Black Hawk go at the home games, it was just unbelievable. And I'm sure he will have um, a long-lasting legacy with the Blackhawks. But that will do it for this episode of Sports Talk, Marcel. Thank you guys for joining me for another great episode. We're going to be back next week, um, episode 80. 
We're going to review all the NBA playoffs. I believe the NHL playoff will be starting soon. This day in sports history and, of course, best and worst. As always, you guys have a good weekend. As always, be good, be great, and be blessed. See you guys next week.